This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one. With Nicole Claggett, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday evening to you. Jason Kong here with Nicole Claggett of Transitions Life Care and Transitions Guiding Lights. Nicole, how are you today? Well, I'm doing well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, Nicole, did we solve all of the caregiving issues? Have, have we fixed everything? Is 2019 the year that we don't have to worry about anything? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe we could just stop here. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you know, we We're not get getting our any Saturday older, evenings Fountain back. Of youth. That was my New, Year re- New Year's resolution. <laughs> I have now, I will find the Fountain of Youth, and I will solve all the problems of aging in the world. That's what we expect you to do uh, for a, a very nominal cost as well. That's what we expect. <laughs> you to do. Uh, but in all seriousness, Nicole, this uh, caregiving is always something that uh, it's it's going to be around for a long time. And the the uh, the dynamics of demographics are showing us that it's going to become even more of a big issue. So uh, this show is, of course, always going to be important and it will help us get ahead of things. We like to think so, don't we? Yes, we do. That's why we show up here every Saturday night. Well, you said the word dynamics. And I'm telling you, after a couple of weeks with all families being together with their dynamics, I'm sure a lot of family members are looking back at the situations that they face with loved ones over the holidays, perhaps people they haven't seen in a little while, and are wondering, wow, okay, things are not quite as they seemed or not quite as they were about six months ago or a year ago when I last saw a particular loved one. And so I'm super excited today to have with us uh, Brett Tharp. He is the Chief Executive Officer of Next Day Access, and he's going to be talking to us today about a lot of different issues issues related to safety and accessibility in the home. You know, a lot of older adults, they uh, want to remain home as long as possible, and we we really can't blame them. Who doesn't? And there are a lot of things that we can really do in the home to make that home more accessible so that it can be home longer for folks. Correct, Brett? That's right, Nicole, and thank you for having us here. And and I'm I guess I'm currently the chief executive officer, but if you've solved all the problems, then uh, I might need to look for it. <laughs> We've got to find a new business. But you're right. And as as families have – we get a lot of calls this time of the oh, year. Yeah. It's a big uptick for us. January's with, hopping. With adult children calling mm-hmm. us and saying, how in the world did my parents deteriorate mm-hmm. over this much over a year? that they don't, They've lost some of their dexterity. They've lost mm-hmm. some of their ability to move around. So – you know, there's a lot of things we can do to help mm-hmm. people stay in their homes longer. That's really what our company is all about: is um, helping families, ac- helping people access their environment and mm-hmm. staying safe as they do it and stay in their home. Because your home is your biggest investment. Yeah, it's your biggest investment, and it's also your, one of your biggest risks when you're an older adult. Right. A, a lot of times, our homes really don't age with us, and you know, as our I think our ability and our dexterity changes, we tend to kind of start to be confined into smaller spaces and start to make everything of easier reach there tends to be piles and it tends to be a real falls risk as well for older adults right and that's one of the things that we always like to talk about when we're talking with families and and meeting with those families is help that family help that family member live in their entire house Mm -hmm. and a lot of times that that kind of goes away when family room and maybe kitchen right tends to be it and if there's anything upstairs that part of the house goes away yes you know we we had a family last year the daughter called us and said, hey, can you go talk to my dad and get some grab bars installed in his bathroom? And we went and did that and met with him. And as, and as I was talking to him and just getting to know him a little bit, found out he was a retired electrical engineer. 
Mm-hmm. He had a room over his garage that he rarely went into because yeah. he couldn't manage the stairs. And when we went up there, he had this huge electrical board where he just sat and would do circuits and mm-hmm. solve problems and redo jobs that he had done over the past 20 or 30 years. But he never had an opportunity to get back up there yeah. because his knees and his back and his hips have just said no more to stairs yeah that's right well and i remember even when my grandparents were in their 80s um, they had a beautiful upstairs and they had a door installed to separate upstairs and downstairs right. and they had the temperature really low up there <laughs> and it was like you walked into a museum anytime you went up there you just wondered when was the last time the sheets were changed and not right. that it was dirty it was completely immaculate but it was almost like stepping back into time because it had been probably years since anybody had been up there and into some of those rooms. So I certainly appreciate that. So I know one of the spaces that creates the biggest problems for older adults is the bathroom. And I know there are a lot of falls related to the bathroom. Talk to us a little bit about some things that family members should be looking out for when they walk into a loved one's bathroom related to accessibility and if there are things that they should be thinking about and, and perhaps, you know, reaching out to a company like yours to make some changes. Well, there's, there's two things that we recommend right off the get-go for everyone and that we always get pushback from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one is to get rid of throw rugs. <laughs> well, we have rugs on we, top of rugs sometimes. <laughs> we, lo- we love our throw rugs we and we love having that, that accent mm-hmm. in our bathrooms. But they can be quite a tripping hazard at times, particularly mm-hmm. as, as we age and, and started doing some shuffling and yep. with, our, with, with, with our gait. So that's the first thing we always do is get rid of those throw rugs. The second recommendation that we make right off the get-go is if you have a shower door, get rid of that shower door. Take a shower without your shower door. What well, about the flood? Use a, use a shower. <laughs> well, the part, yeah. well, people don't like – a lot of folks don't like shower curtains. Yep, yep, yep. Um, as a matter of fact, just, just two weeks ago I was talking with a lady and she was like, Brett, I hate shower curtains. I was like, I know they get moldy and they yep. get stained. Like, and I said, just – Throw them out. Get you another one. Yep. Don't worry about cleaning. Just yeah. you know, it's seven bucks. Get so. a pack of Amazon. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go buy. Yeah, get a pack of them. But what we found is that that track across the top of the tub. Mm. If you have any kind of neuropathy or anything it's a with place your to catch a toe, catch a toe, and then it doesn't heal, and you've got a whole another set of problems at that point that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. They also provide a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're falling or feel like you're falling, people reach for that door, and that door is not going to hold you. Um, so even if the ones the shower doors that have the the pin hinges where mm-hmm. there's no track, right? They still provide that false sense of security. Well, you push on them, you fall right, right. out. Absolutely, yeah, you lean on it. You're not quite yep. sure. Yep. Lose your sense of bearings. So we we one of the things that I'm a huge proponent for is grab bars. I mean, I, I met with um, one of our hospital executives a while back, and you know we were talking, and he actually said, you know, everybody over 55 that comes out of the hospital for anything should have grab bars in the bathroom. And I'm like. I, I, I agree, yeah. absolutely, because that's a, this, it's it's an easy, quick installation mm-hmm. compared to compared to the cost of a grab bar to what a hospital stay might no, cost, cost you. Life. It's nothing. Yeah. Well, know. and I know a lot of people worry about the looks of them, right? right. It looks oh, too absolutely. institutional. And I don't want, you know, what if I wanted to resell mom's home and we're permanently adding these right. things to the wall? So what do you have to say to some of those objections? Okay. Well, you mentioned two of the big ones there. Um, <laughs> Every manufacturer of faucets, bathroom mm-hmm. faucets, they have a grab bar line that matches those faucets. Well, things have changed. So things have changed. Mm-hmm. There are grab bars now are every color, shape, style um, mm-hmm. that you can imagine. As a matter of fact, a while back I got a catalog from one of the companies we're a dealer for, and my daughter just happened to 
be going through it and she saw one that was lime green. Mm-hmm. Actually, the name of it was Shrek Green. <laughs> <laughs> and so she was like, ooh, daddy, can I get one of these in my bathroom? And oh, I'm like, funny. yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's awesome. So there's there's all kinds of styles mm-hmm. and shapes. Um, we installed some a couple weeks ago that were an oiled bronze mm-hmm. that they match in the, the hardware covers the on the ends of them match what what you have in your bathroom sure with faucets and towel racks and everything well and that's a, a point to the towel rack i mean I, I think they even make some towel racks that can double as a grab right. bar because yep. then the other they issue did. you have is people grab it under the wrong thing and things coming out of the wall right and that's a key for um for the us as adult children to see when we go to our parents home is look at that towel rack if that towel rack's a little loose then <laughs> Chances are Somebody's mom or dad are holding on to it and using it as, as in a way they shouldn't be using it, and it's going to fail them. Um, so that's, you know, grab bars to me are a big thing, especially for women. Um, if you look at some of the numbers that the CDC's put out, 72% of, 72% more women fall in the bathroom mm-hmm. than men. Now that's what happened to my grandmother. Ultimately broke her hip, and yep. then she passed away six months later. Right. Yeah, that and that things can go downhill rapidly after you suffer an injury like that. We've got Brett Tharp here in the studio. He is the CEO of Next Day Access, and we're talking all about changes that you can make to your home to help your home age with you. We've got more, so stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Cleggett from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. Hey, you can find more about Transitions Life Care at transitionslifecare.org. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett. Our guest this evening is Brett Tharp. He's the CEO of Next Day Access. We're talking all about changes that you can make to your home to help your home age with you, Nicole. And we've gone over some of the uh, the biggest problem areas. We've talked about the bathroom. We've talked about throw rugs and mm-hmm. grab bars and all these things that can help us. But there's there's plenty of plenty more that we can look out for. Yeah, you know, another area I know creates a lot of issues for individuals is the bedroom. Um, the bedroom can be a very uh, dangerous place for older adults. And oftentimes, I think that's why we find people just sitting in a chair in the living room because they've had experiences with falls. And one of the thing, things we know about falls is once you fall, it creates a fear. And the, the fear of falling puts you even more at risk for falling again in the future, which is a huge problem for older right. adults. Right. And once you fall, then you know, I think it's $30,000 is the average hospital stay mm-hmm. for a fall. So that's wow. – and then somebody has to find you, right. and that's another whole issue. Whole, and the more time you spend on the floor, the worse your outcome is going to be, unfortunately. Right, right. So, well, um, earlier I mentioned that I'm a huge fan of grab bars, and reason, one of the reasons I like grab bars is because you can put them anywhere. Mm-hmm. One of the places that we often put them is right beside the bed, mm-hmm. either right if the bed's up close enough to the wall or by the headboard, just to kind of help someone steady get in and out of the bed. For whatever reason, I guess it's when we wake up in the morning, we need to get that first cup of coffee or a glass of orange juice or uh, something to eat that tends to be a big place that 
well, people falling and just hurt. going. If you think about a lot of older adults have heart conditions, and so right. going from a lying to a, to sitting up position, people can mm-hmm. get dizzy. They could start to black out a little right. bit. So, you know, another thing for older adults or for loved ones to keep in mind when working with their family members is really encouraging that older adult to take their time rising out of bed. Right. You know, and I sometimes my you know I'm not exactly a, being a spring chicken myself anymore. And sometimes when I just pop right up out of bed like I was 25, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, for right. a quick second of the you know. If I fell, sure. probably I bounce still, hopefully. Right. But, um, you know, you, you you realize, okay, I can't just jump right up like I used to. Right. And folks tend to get up in the middle of the night and go use the restroom. And yep. so it's dark. Yeah. And the lighting's a huge issue. Yep. So that's one of the things that we recommend is night lights. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of products on the market, too, where you can use motion sensor lights. Sure. Where you, when you get up, the, pop, the lights will pop on or or track lighting like you see on airplanes that are right along the floor mm-hmm. that kind of help you guide your way there that's easily to install and put in. Um, we also – there's a bed rail that we sell quite a bit of, mm-hmm. and folks can buy it on Amazon. But I like it because it's low profile, mm-hmm. and when you make the bed up, your room doesn't look like a hospital room. Right, right. And that's a big pushback from a lot of folks, which I understand. I mm-hmm. wouldn't want that either if I didn't right. have to have it. But still, it's just something that's there to help steady you getting in and out of the bed and um, helps you as you're putting on your slippers or, or whatever else you might have to do. Sure, sure. So let's talk a little bit about outside because a lot of times, you know, one of the things that we, we hear from older adults is that they feel like they're just confined within those four walls because right. the ground is uneven. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they like to do some gardening, but they really can't, you know, get on their hands and knees yep. anymore to do that. And so they really start to feel sort of captured inside their homes, which leads to a lot of whole host of other issues like depression and isolation. Yep. So talk to us a little bit about outdoor accessibility and what we can do to try to help manage that for loved ones. Well, we are getting ready to celebrate our seventh anniversary. Well, congratulations. This month. Thank you very much. And one of the things over these seven years that continues to frustrate me to death every time I see it is that two or three inch threshold that you have in a sliding glass door to get from your living room to your back porch. Mm -hmm. That just drives me crazy because I look at it and I go, that's a five minute fix, (laughs) almost no money, you know, just something, throw something down and boom, you're on your back porch and you can get out to your, to your backyard, to your flowers, to just sitting on your back porch, watching the birds and the butterflies and the squirrels run around right right and um, that's getting some fresh air uh, yeah, and, that, <laughs> and that gets to the point of you were saying about depression and opioid use and all that i mean that whole host of problems mm-hmm. that 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 can bring about where you just wind up being confined in your in your living room so that's one of the things that just drives me crazy and it's an easy fix is to get you through those sliding glass doors once we get you on that back porch then we want to get you down to the yard or to the sidewalk or whatever, and that's easy. Um, we build aluminum modular ramps. Uh-huh. It usually takes about two hours to install one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to. That's a safe way to get you down mm-hmm. to, to follow those ramps down and get down to your yard and get outside, and then you can move around and access really access your environment. Go to church, visit your friends, talk to the mailman, whatever it is. Just have some interaction with some folks. Um, so having a quick easy ramp coming in and out and even a lot of homes today are being built on the, the slab foundations where mm-hmm. we have that four inch kind of step up right that's that's a real quick threshold ramp that we can put down and you can go right on down and keep right on going and if you're in a wheelchair 
or even if you're using a walker, sometimes that two or three or four inches, it might as well be a mountain. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, it, Parkinson's disease, anything like that. Right. That one step is just huge for that yep. individual. So I guess um, sometimes some of the pushback I hear about some of the ramps is is that it really, the older adults feel like they become then a target because they're worried that now people see that they have some limited mobility. Right. And, you know, some unscrupulous person will start to, you know, prey on them, whether it's a contractor or just somebody to rob their home and so what are some ways that we can make that be a little bit less noticeable i guess yeah we can put them in the backyard okay um if your garage is amenable to it mm-hmm. not many garages are but right. there are some yeah um we can we can put some put it in your garage okay um oftentimes a vertical platform lift will fit very easily in the garage yep. a lot of people call those porch lifts yep yep um we can use those pretty easily okay um but i tell you if, if they still have some mobility, yep. one of the things that we see all the time is coming down steps, particularly into the garage, is there's no handrails. <laughs> yeah, because it's one or two steps and right. people don't think yeah. that yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't Code says you don't have to have them, so right. they're not built. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. so there's, there's no handrails. And even on older homes, I mean, my mom lives in an older home that was built in the 70s, and the front steps, four or five steps, there's no handrails. Mm. You know, yeah. I keep saying, hey, we're going to put in handrails. No, I use the back. <laughs> yeah. I, I go out the back. That's where I park my car. <laughs> So anything else related to the entire home? Like, are we missing any of the big, you know, pitfalls for an entire home for whole home accessibility? Sure. I mean, there's a lot of things. We do all of our home evaluations are free. Okay. So we go through – what I like to do is is sit down with that individual or the family and really just kind of talk to them about how they live their life and what they want to do. And it goes back to the story with the gentleman had the circuit board upstairs and just see what their interests are and how they move through their environment on a daily basis. So as then as we're going through the house with them, um, we can talk about things like paddle door handles, mm-hmm. particularly coming in, in and out, that, that, that main entrance, mm-hmm. a paddle door handle or a key fob. Because that's where those three places that we see people getting hurt are. We've talked about the bathroom. Trying to get steady to get your key in, in the yep, door. And, and coming in and out of your house. And so if you're carrying groceries and you're – you're starting to have some fine motor mm-hmm. issues, getting a key in that, in that Heck, old lock. I have lock. trouble getting a key. I, I've always been key challenged. And I have this one door where you have to put the key in upside down and oh, it throws me every time. Right. Why? <laughs> but yes. Who put this lock in upside down? I'm right? like, really? And then why don't I bother to get it changed? Right. <laughs> like, I just complain about it. Yeah, so all those kinds of things can, can make us make our a little bit safer, mm-hmm. a little bit easier. Sure. Um, and moving forward from there, then, you know, then we'd look at widening doorways. Or taking doors off sometimes makes a big taking difference. Taking doors off. There's a, a product that the the hinge is it's a double hinge, mm-hmm. so that door will fold back one more time, give you an extra three, uh, extra two and a half or three inches. And sometimes that's all the difference in that's the world for a little wheelchair in the home. Right, particularly for some of our older homes before houses were built with the wider doors. I mean, we see a lot of these old brick ranch homes that still have the that'll have a 24, 25 inch door, mm-hmm. really narrow. It's just that couple inches. That's all we need to be able to manage that walker to get through that door definitely yeah as we've discussed uh, uh it's it's incredible to think about just how small of a step can make just a big difference right. for someone and absolutely giving them that accessibility will, will make a huge difference well we've got brett tharp here in the studio he is the chief executive officer of next day access we've got more right after this you're listening to aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you a service of transitions life care on news radio 680 wptf
This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. Joined by Nicole Cleggett from Transitions Guiding Lights, here's your host, Jason Kong. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. You can find more about them at transitionslifecare.org. It's also the place where you can find out that Transitions Life Care is celebrating their 40th anniversary. Uh, what an impact they've made here on the Triangle. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett. We've got a special guest here in the studio, and that is Brett Tharp. He is the Chief Executive Officer of Next Day Access. We're talking all about changes that you can make to your home or maybe things that you want to look out for when it comes to making sure that your home can age with you. And, Nicole, we've talked about lots of problem areas, but um, I know you want to get into some success stories. I do. You know, I I love hearing about the nuts and bolts and how things work and what we should do and what we shouldn't do. But I think sometimes it really illustrates for folks listening, you know, really to hear about some of those before and after stories, kind of like how mom or dad was maintaining their independence in their home or not before um, some accessibility options were put into place and then really the difference that it made afterwards. And so if you're comfortable sharing a few stories, I'd love to hear kind of how that has worked for some of the families that you've served over the last seven years? Well, we get a lot of calls from case managers on Friday afternoons that say, <laughs> hey, Mr. So-and-so is going to come home tomorrow. Uh-oh. And uh, are, so we try as hard as we can to live up to our name of Next Day Access. <laughs> oh, it doesn't my. always work, but we do sometimes. And when you mentioned that, I was just thinking about one, one client that we had got that call on a Thursday afternoon about 4 o'clock, um, got, the, got a ramp installed for him to be able to get home. But when I went out there, I noticed that he had some pig pens. Literal he, pig pens. Literal pig okay. pens. Where he, <laughs> he had just a couple, wasn't a messy guy. <laughs> no, but he, had a, he had a couple of pigs that he kept out there. Okay. And um, I, I, in, in rural North Carolina, right. you, know, you yeah, see a lot of stuff normal. like that. Yeah, I got chickens in my backyard. I'm not making fun. Well, and I found out that these pigs were more like, more like pets of his. Uh, and so that was one of the things that um, – that he was missing out on is being able to get out to, to, his to, pigs. to his pigs, to see them, to talk to them, to feed them, mm-hmm. to, to do whatever else he did with them. So by us going out and installing that ramp for him, he was able to get out of his house because he, he had had a stroke and was confined to a wheelchair mm. um, for, for long walks. I mean, he could kind of shuffle around here or there, but yeah. do anything long, he had to be in the wheelchair. Um, and that got him out there. And actually, I called his wife right after the hurricane. Oh. I called him just to check make sure everything was okay with the ramp and he was still using it and everything was fine and she was like yep and i said well where's mr delbert is he doing okay and she said well, he's out there with them pigs right now honey you know <laughs> he loves them pigs oh that's so, <laughs> so sweet just having him be able to get out there and do that i think really helped with his i know it helps it helps with your mental health mm-hmm. and i'm sure it helps with his with his physical health too and and you know the the gentleman that i mentioned earlier just to be able to see him back upstairs we put a stair lift in for him being able to get upstairs to build all his circuit boards and this circuit board was probably eight by eight mm. that he had this huge thing wow. where he would go in and you know and he was ex- trying to explain to me and i had i think i got about 50 percent of what he was saying oh, with all good. the technical <laughs> stuff you know <laughs> building wow. those putting those circuits together and working on this job and explaining to me that this was the job that he did somewhere mm-hmm. overseas and this is what he had to do and just listening to him do all of that. And, and, you know, it made me think about all the research that's out about Alzheimer's and keeping your mind sharp and keeping yep. your mind fresh and really still challenging your brain and exercising your brain just like we do any other part of our body. That's right. And so just, just seeing him do that. But, 
Last, uh, the week before Christmas, we finished up a bathroom modification where we actually put in a zero entry shower. Oh, okay. For a gentleman. And, um, which basically means a shower where there's no threshold and the water drains. Yep. He could roll his wheelchair right Mm -hmm. up in it. And, um, and, and after he got his first shower in many months, Mm -hmm. he called me Mm -hmm. and he was like, Brett. And I recognize his voice right You're off like, the You're like, oh, no, what did I do wrong? <laughs> and I, I, first, I was like, oh, no, here we go with the callbacks. It's going to start. There's something wrong. And he was like, I just wanted to tell you, I just got out of my first shower in four months, and I used every bit of the hot water that we had. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. I was like, that's a good feeling. And he was like, man, that was the best feeling in the world right there. That makes all the difference in the world. And, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges we have with older adults reaching out for any support in their home is that they're, they fear – that this is now sounding an alarm that they are not independent. Right. And so that means their independence is going to be taken away and they're going to be put somewhere, right? Right. Like that's a huge fear. And so I I wish there was a way, you know, and I think programs like this really help to say, you know, just reach out for that little bit of help because a a little bit of prevention makes Mm -hmm. all the difference in the world so we can not have that fall that creates that hospital stay, that rehab stay, maybe that permanent assisted living or nursing home stay. And so, you know, I think a lot of families, I'm sure you said January is a super busy month, you know, they're trying, they're making the call to say, gosh, mom needs help. But then they're also making the call to say, then how do I get mom to even accept Mm -hmm. this? Correct? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, a couple of years ago, I ran into this couple and and they were both out they were both using walkers mm-hmm. and and so i just kind of walked up to them started talking to them and kind of told them about my business and what we did and then the guy was like buddy we already got a ramp mm-hmm. and i was like okay well good for you well have you thought about this have you thought about this and he's like and his wife's like oh we already got that we redid our whole bathroom and everything <laughs> and i was like you know what good for y'all and i walked away and i was thinking as i was walking away from you know i wish more people had that thought process because yeah. they've I don't know if accepted it is the right word, but they've kind of accepted where they are and where they're headed and what they want to do, and they're living their life as full and independent as they yeah. can, and they're staying in their home where all their memories are. And Being proactive versus reactive. Right. I mean, right. that's and we don't do that as a no, human beings are the worst. Right. I mean, we just wait for that big blow up to deal with the big problem, and <laughs> that's, that's right. just our nature. But truly, you have more control over your destiny if you try to look into the future a little bit. And I'm not saying right. live in the future, but if you just do some simple things, as you start to notice some changes, it can make all the difference in the world. Right. And just one of your uh, – earlier we had talked about some objections to some of these things, and one of them is reselling the home. Mm-hmm. Well, look at who's moving to our area. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of retirees yeah. that's moving to central and eastern North Carolina because of our climate, because it's – it's January 2nd, and it's almost 70 degrees. Yeah. Well, and a lot you know. of these renovations are reversible very easily right. anyway. So right. it's, you know. And there's a lot of builders now that are, as they're building new homes, they're already putting in the widened doorways. Correct. And the zero-entry showers. Exactly. exactly. And some of the grab bars. So if folks want more information about your organization and what you do, how do they go ahead and get a hold of you? They can definitely give us a call. We have an 800 number. It's uh, 800-894-1761. Mm-hmm. They can check us out on our uh, – we have a pretty big social media uh, footprint. They can look at um, our Facebook page. It's Next Day Access Wilmington. They can find us on our, our webpage. Um, which and is you're, and you do service this area? Absolutely. Okay. Um, 
We are we we cover most of North Carolina. Okay. I say most of North Carolina because there's some far there's far mountain. Well, how are you going to get? It's as far <laughs> so, as you can actually do right. the job well. Which but I we say. do a lot of work here in, here in um, the Triangle area and Raleigh Durham area. We have a lot of um, connections with um, most of the hospitals, a lot of the rehab centers, a lot of physical therapists call us. As they're moving on. So. Great. And then how do folks pay for this type of service? Is this something that Medicare pays for? Or? Well, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a veteran, mm-hmm. the VA pays 100% for it. So you have to make oh, okay, sure you've great. accessed your VA So you have benefits. a contract with them for that? Yes, awesome. we do a lot of VA work. Um, I say kind of – I used to always say no, insurance mm-hmm. doesn't pay for it. But if you're the kind of person that can sit on the phone and hear no, 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 no from your insurance company – you might get something paid for. We've mm-hmm. had that happen in the past, but it takes that special person that can sit on, or a case manager yeah. or a child that can sit on the phone and just talk and talk and talk and listen, no, and be okay, and not get frustrated and <laughs> say, hey, okay, you can't help me. Who's the next person in line that can help me? Right. So sometimes you can. We have had some things like that get paid for. But mostly it's a private pay. Mostly it's private pay. Um, there's a lot of grants out there. Mm-hmm. My partner, have a partner and he is a baptist minister so we have some access to some churches mm-hmm. and funds and um my background is in nonprofits, so mm-hmm. we sometimes can work through grants and some other nonprofit companies to get but mostly it's private pay okay well great thank you so much that's right brett tharp chief executive officer of next day access we really thank you for coming in we thank know you. you trekked all the way over from wilmington so we really appreciate you coming in you're welcome. Thank you. Again, if you want to get a hold of them, uh, the phone number is 800-894-1761. That's 800-894-1761 or online at nextdayaccess.com. A quick break and back. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care on News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. With your co host, Nicole Claykitt, here's the host of Aging Matters, Jason Kong. News Radio 680 WPTF, you're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. Jason Kong here with Nicole Cleggett. We're shifting gears here, Nicole, and we're getting on a subject that's near and dear to my heart, and oh. that involves food. Ah, how are you, I am a big <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm super excited to have with us today Zach Merritt, and he is with Chefs for Seniors. And this is a really important topic. I know when I worked in private duty in-home care, one of the biggest challenges that we had was the fact that, you know, while the organization was providing those physical care needs for the individual, um, a lot of times the nutritional status of that person was really lacking. And again, on that holiday theme, when visiting loved ones, when you're out of town and you're starting to notice that there's spoiled food in the refrigerator and perhaps they're not eating as well, you know, food gets to be a huge issue. And again, bringing up my poor father, and thank God he doesn't live in this area because he'd kill me for saying all this about him. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think he listens regularly on podcasts. Um, You know, when I visited him, and he basically disclosed to me, my mom passed away this past April, that he's basically been eating canned food. And I was like, oh, dear, because, you know, he just doesn't feel like cooking. And he he never really did cook because my mom did the cooking. And I thought, well, this isn't good. So now I've been going crazy online trying to research a food meal type situation I can get delivered to him that isn't completely filled with sodium and might taste good. And, And so it's a big concern. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I get calls a lot from people in that same situation. Mm-hmm. They go home, they see what their folks are eating, and they're eating um, whether it's canned food oh, or popcorn. Dinners. Yeah. yeah, and as you get older, you know your your appetite tends to go down. You're not using as much energy. Your taste buds get more dull. Your taste buds mm-hmm. get more dull. Um, so you know you might just find something easy to. Just to, fill the hole. To fill the hole, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, as you get older, it's also very important that you are getting the proper nutrition, mm-hmm. um, that you're getting fresh vegetables, not the high-sodium stuff that's in basically all the prepared foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's what I help with with Chefs for Seniors is I come into the home and um, prepare fresh meals for them that are custom based on what they like, what they don't like, you know, what are they going to eat. Because I can come in and make this really healthy stuff, but if it's not something that they're going to eat, right, it's just going to go bad. Yeah, if this is something that that wasn't part of their normal diet, right. that's been one of my challenges for my dad, where he's kind of a real meat and potatoes guy, but these meals are really kind of catering towards the yuppie puppies, right? Right. Who, yeah. who are working really hard, and you know, it's got your salmon and your this, and I'm like, oh, well, he might like a salmon every once in a while, but he's kind of a burger guy. <laughs> sure. You know, so what am I going to do here about that? So, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, what I do is is make custom menus for um, each individual client. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a long conversation that we talk about their dietary needs, what their doctor's saying they should eat or shouldn't be eating. Um, and we come up with a custom menu for you for them, and then we come in their house and prepare it there. So it's also a sh- social visit That sounds as well. cool. Awesome. So um, it's it's more than just, just the food. Uh, the, the social part of it is a big part of it, too. So talk to us a little bit about specifically, you kind of alluded to how this works. So folks find out about you, they give you a call, and kind of what are the steps? Yeah, so the first step is a consultation. Consultation is always free. We uh, come in, and like I said, we talk about their dietary needs, mm-hmm. what they like, what they don't like. I have a food questionnaire we go through saying, you know, I like this, I hate this, I, you know, whatever it is. I like my vegetables cooked uh, until they're mush. I like my vegetables still crispy, yep. you know, down to that. Um, and then we'll come up with a menu, a standard menu has four different items on it. So it might be, um, you know, you might pick a Salisbury steak with potatoes and carrots and, uh, you know, another person or another dish might be a salmon with spinach and squash, um, uh, a chicken dish. So you might get three, two to four of each serving. So it'll come out to 10 to 12 total meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, these get packaged up and they can go in the fridge, freezer. Um, and they just need to be reheated later. So everything's in a package ready to go for you. So this type of a service, um, it sounds, you know, to Ahana's point, who was previously talking, you know, we have these seniors out there who are penny pinchers. They don't even want to turn on their heat. Yeah. So saying you're bringing in a chef right. from the outside, how do you overcome some of those objections? So it's uh, surprisingly affordable mm-hmm. um, for what you get, you know, the... We charge one cost for the service, and then the groceries are separate. The groceries, right. which you'd be buying anyway. Oh uh, yeah, and um, I mean the people would be. Yeah, no, yeah, they'd yeah, be yeah, buying yeah, it, and yeah. you know, I I tell people lobster salad's a lot more expensive than chicken salad. Yeah, so you know that kind of helps control the cost. Um, I can come once a week. I can come once a month, mm-hmm. and just kind of supplement what you're doing when you're home alone. Um, you know, some people have dinner at the club once right. a week, dinner with family here and there, but you know, then there's those nights where. They're on their own, and they, they can have something fresh and ready for you. You come to my house? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, um, and the, the service charge is one nineteen, mm-hmm. and then the groceries are separate. That's for 10 to 12 meals. I have grocery bills as low as in the 30s, as high as, you know, upwards of 100 bucks. 
Um, generally, it comes out to between ten and fifteen dollars on the high end per meal. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not the cheapest thing out there, but the value that you get um, for healthy food, restaurant quality food. Um, it's it's a really good value. Well, and the other piece of it is, you know, I can foresee, you know, siblings coming together and saying, hey, let's buy this as a gift for yeah, mom. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and the reality of it is this is a gift of health and it's the gift of giving that person the ability to age in place longer because if that person continuously eats these high sodium foods or junk food or whatever it is, eventually their bodies are going to break down and they're going to pay the price for that. So really, ultimately, paying a little bit of money for a service like this, I think, truly um, can help extend that person's life. I mean, this is just anecdotally speaking, but I can tell you that eating good food is a lot healthier than eating Bojangles every day. Yeah, I mean... Sorry, Bojangles. I hope they're not sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And some of the, the clients that I've I've been seeing now for six months plus... Um, you know, they they go back to their doctors and their doctors say, hey, you look great. What are you doing? They're like, I'm eating this. And they're like, oh, wow. That's, so that's so awesome. speaking of, you know, obviously the name of the company is Chefs for Seniors. Are you able to tailor menus towards potentially different illnesses they have? Like, let's just say they're on a cardiac diet or they have diabetes. Are you able to help with that? So I can help with that. I'm not a dietitian or a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Um, I can take the information that they get from them okay. and and use that as a roadmap mm-hmm. to create a menu. Um, and just as a chef, one of the things I can do is make food taste good yeah. without <laughs> the bad stuff in it, right? right? Can use fresh herbs and different seasonings um, to still give it flavor. Without the salt. Without the salt. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I can't say, hey, eat this and, right. you know. You'll be but, off your diabetic medicine. No, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I can definitely help help you with that, you know. Well, and I would suspect that you can work hand in hand with healthcare professionals out there. You know, I can picture, you know, an aging life care manager, a geriatric care manager working closely with you and a home care agency and the physician really all together as a team to come up with a great plan to help that older adult. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a piece to the the puzzle. That's a pretty big piece. Food is huge. I mean, yeah. we hear that Jason's a big food eater. <laughs> yeah, I may need to call you, Zach, because this sure. sounds awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think people underestimate the social aspect of it. So really having somebody in the home preparing the meal, one of the things that I know for sure is that people don't eat as well when they're eating alone. And I know you're not sitting there having meals with them, but you know the idea that you're kind of in there together and can that person assist if they want to? And... Absolutely. Generally, people don't want to assist. Yeah. Um, but you know, well, probably, where's your measuring cup over here? So they're kind of in the kitchen, all chatting it up. And, they're definitely in the kitchen, yeah. um, you know, eating things off of trays or yeah, whatever, and yeah. they're like, "Can I eat this?" I'm like, "You can do whatever you want. This yeah. is your food." Your food. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, and you know, most of the time, uh, not all the time, but I'll plate something for them while while I'm cooking. And well, it sounds like Master Chef. They can, <laughs> they, you know, they can eat it, and but I'm also asking questions. You know, is this too much salt? Is this Right. Do you like this? Season it to their taste. Right. So if folks want more information, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, so the website, chefsforseniors.com slash rally. Uh, my phone number is 984-960-9563. Awesome. Again, that's chefs for seniors.com chefs for seniors.com slash Raleigh and if you want to call Zach directly it's 984-960-9563 that's 984-960-9563 
1-800-273-8863. Zach Merritt, co-owner and chef of Chefs for Seniors. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. We really appreciate you coming in. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank you. We are out of time here for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you'll do it again next week. We do this every Saturday evening at 7. It's Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Live Care. On behalf of Nicole Cleggett, I am Jason Kong. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening to News Radio 680 WPTF. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on News Radio 680 WPTF. For more information, log on transitionslifecare.org.